0: Today we have Janelle O'Dare. She's an actress. She is a model, and she also created something called Consciousness Hacks, which is a systemic approach to healing consciousness through connecting the mind, spirit, and body. So we jump into a lot of really deep stuff here. We talk about healing your emotions in order to heal other issues that you have going on in your body, because everything is connected. So something we relate quite a lot on is gut health. So we both had different gut health issues, like leaky gut, candida, parasites, dysbiosis. And one of the best things that she found for healing her gut was healing these emotions. So she kind of dives into that and what worked for her. So we talk about tactical tips like journaling, breathing, meditating, dancing, sound therapy, just different ways that you can really get into these emotions that you might not be willing to acknowledge every day so a lot of us kind of have these like suppressed things that we think about or don't think about or don't want to think about but through healing them we can actually get to the bottom of disease and heal disease properly so it's important because everything is kind of connected and that's a big part of biohacking is kind of looking at the big picture and looking at the body systems and how can we heal it through a natural way and we talk all about that we talk about natural healing and tapping as well which is really cool and anger especially which is an emotion that most people have tends to be more common with certain sexes or certain ages so we kind of get into that as well so let me know what you think of this episode you can find me at biohacking britney basically everywhere and i'd love to get some feedback enjoy Great. Well, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. You are a self-proclaimed biohacker, but also actress and you do all the arts way better than, (laughs) than what I could ever do. So it's such an interesting like parallel that you have going on in your career. So I'd love for you to like chat about it and like talk about how you got into biohacking and just kind of your journey.
1: Sure. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. I have been acting for years since I was really young. I started on stage and then I moved into motion pictures and that's kind of where I really fell in love. So I stayed working in film and television and movies. And I moved to LA, worked as an actor for years. But in the meantime, I started having all these tremendous health issues that I wasn't being able to solve um, with traditional kind of methods that were available through Western medicine. And I was just getting sicker and sicker. And so it was funny because I had this image of looking healthy and, and happy, but I was just feeling awful. So I started looking into alternative ways to heal myself and my digestive problems and all the other health problems I was having. And that led me into biohacking and mind hacking and just being able to learn how to quickly change and transform myself and heal myself so I could have a better performance and and, uh, better clarity on film and in my work and in all the different art that I do. And as I started really getting involved in in biohacking as when I started getting way more creative in all the other realms, realms of, of filmmaking. So I went from you know, just acting to then being able to create it through writing and producing and directing and that as well. So it's been
0: amazing for me. <laughs> That's awesome. So in terms of like you having gut issues and digestive issues, what were they and what were some of the practices that you actually used that actually healed and made a difference for you?
1: So <laughs> that's kind of a long story. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for my digestive problems, it, I wasn't really certain at first what was causing all the issues. I was having a, a lot of just indigestion and started having tremendous food allergies and food sensitivities. And at the time, which was a while back, I was actually a very hardcore vegan. And so I didn't really know what was creating all this inflammation because I didn't have any you know, anything that I thought would create those issues. So over the course of years of eliminating foods and incorporating in lots of, you know, natural medicines and uh, healing remedies, I was able to really work with my digestive tract and my gut and get to a point where it is now. So all of that really, <laughs> it what I learned through all of it was that it came back Two emotions that i hadn 't really dealt with from throughout my life that had been literally s- stuffed down into my gut, you know now we know that there 's serotonin in the in the digestive tract we know that it operates very similar to a brain, so all of these things that i wasn 't really processing were all kind of shoved into my gut, and so with our biology i 've come to really learn that that is Created by our I guess our psychology or or things that we haven't really dealt with and they show up in our bodies through illness and it's our body's way of communicating with us that something's wrong and something needs to be looked at. So now I've really shifted my whole perspective on illness in general, of illness is actually a cure, you know, coming up through us, telling us that something it's like the force of life coming up through us, telling us that there's something wrong that needs to be looked at. So You know, I could go on and on and on all the different things that I did to heal my gut. You know, adding probiotics and using collagen, using, you know, like eliminating coffee and using mushroom tea and all of these different calming things. But I think the the most powerful thing to heal my gut, in specific, has been by healing emotions that I hadn't dealt with.
0: Yeah. And that's a definitely a different approach that most people take. So, like yeah, when I had similar issues, I looked at my diet and you know, fitness and overworking out and then supplements and these different things and it's definitely not normal to be like, okay, what feelings am I not or am I suppressing that you know, I can actually acknowledge and then heal through and then work on healing these other issues that I'm having. So, and that's like what led you to consciousness hacking, right? Like that's kind of how you got into that part of biohacking. Right. Yeah. I think that
1: for me, consciousness hacking is kind of looking at the big picture, you know, of the biology, of the psychology and looking at the overall of everything and going, okay, how do I work with this? You know, how do I heal these things? How do I look at things from a different perspective, a bigger picture perspective, and kind of hack in there and upgrade the system? You know, maybe it's an old belief or, or whatnot, you know, just on a, even like a scientific level, if we have this kind of toxic belief in our system, we're going to, you know, just reach out for more toxic foods or more, you know, toxic relationships, these kinds of things, because that's what's been ingrained inside of us. And when we really look at the big picture, okay, let's just get rid of this belief. Let's hack into the system, get rid of the belief, and then we can work with the biology behind it. So it's, quite fascinating. You know, it's this like ever evolving, expanding picture, which I think is really fun. It's like you get to be an investigator of your own consciousness and really work with your body as a teammate. You know, it's like your body gets to be, then become your friend. And your body's like this. It's kind of like your unconscious mind that's storing all of this stuff, just wanting to release it and let go of it so you can heal it and live the best life that you want to live.
0: So where do you start with this? Like, where do you realize these underlying thoughts and feelings that you're having or like how like how do you begin to actually work through them?
1: You know, I mean, that's a really good question. I think that there's a lot of approaches. I think probably the most simplest way to start before you really like hack into your past or where the belief came from is just dealing with the present moment. You know, like people can in the morning incorporate into their morning ritual, you know, I know you have your rituals, I have my rituals, but just incorporating into your ritual, okay, so I'm going to slow down for a moment, I'm going to go into my breathing, into my body, and I'm just going to feel into my body what emotion comes up, and so what is this emotion trying to tell me, and it's so fascinating, because every day it will be something different, you know, And, and go, okay, ask myself, what does that emotion need, And most of the time, it just needs to be, you know, expressed or recognized, and then you can move on and you can lift yourself. And I think that's the greatest kind of biohack we have available to us is to lift our emotional state into a higher state and and really do that quickly. And, And we can do that just by acknowledging where we're at and, you know, releasing the yucky, toxic stuff with our breath and just raising our ourself up to a higher level in a different state so that's a biohack that I think anybody can do for free you know (laughs) that is so so highly effective and you can do it at any time you know as you're starting your day but also you know maybe after you had an uncomfortable situation with your boss or maybe somebody cut you off on the freeway or whatever as soon as you have a moment to slow down rather than letting that emotion kind of getting stuck and stagnant in your system system, you can just go in for, you know, and it takes 30 seconds. It's so quick to just go in, okay, I'm I'm gonna feel this emotion and I'm just gonna let it out. I'm gonna yeah. feel it, I'm gonna let it out. You know, animals do that in the wild where they experience trauma or something and they'll start shaking. You know, they'll just start shaking like wild animals and we don't do that, instead we freeze. You know, and the even like the conservatives at the CDC say that all disease, or 85% of disease that they've been able to found has an emotional component to it. So I think that's like the quickest hack we can we have available to us our emotions, I see, are as kind of like a language. It's a language that the body speaks to us with. And as soon as we get fluent in that language, you know, the better performance that we're going to be able
0: to have. So you recommend like quieting down for 30 seconds or more and almost like meditating, I guess, and then expressing the emotion that comes up afterwards. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, even just like you're going into that space and you're just tuning into your body for any sensations that you're experiencing, you know, just becoming aware of your body, becoming aware of this emotion that's coming up. Like maybe I I woke up and the alarm went off and I wasn't really ready to wake up. And, you know, I got out of bed and, and the dog peed on the floor and I stepped in it, you know what I mean? Like just something and like slow down. Okay. What feeling am I feeling? I'm getting, I'm feeling kind of pissed off. And, allowing yourself to release that, just tuning into I'm having this feeling and then releasing it. And I think releasing it for for me, I mean, it can look different for everybody, but if we can release it with a sound, you know, or if we can release it I really am a huge fan of yawning. I know that sounds kind of funny, but it's a full nervous system release for the body. You're able to really capture in a a huge amount of breath and able to release it. So what it does for the nervous system um, is is incredible. So that sounds like a kind of a funny ritual, but you know, every morning, okay, what feeling am I having? Okay, now I'm going to yawn it out. It's, and And it works so, so effectively. It's such a quick hack to be able to change your state. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be this quiet meditative thing. Like it can be an active thing as well. It can be like, I'm feeling angry, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout it out and that's how I'm gonna release it. But anything I feel like you can do with, with breath specifically is really helpful. I'm a huge fan of all of the shamans in Hawaii, like the kahunas their whole language is all based around, ah, 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 you hear that and, you know, aloha, aloha. It's all about the breath. And the more that we can tune into the breath is allows us to release old stuff and and breathe in stuff that's good for us. So, you know, as far as like the cheapest biohack you have available to you, it's it's really breathing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I love the idea of yawning because it feels so good. <laughs> if, like, I don't like, you know, I guess it's also just like the stretching that I tend to do when I yawn as well, like of your arms and like your upper body, but it does feel like such a release. It is. It is. And especially if you can get to the point of
1: yawning where you actually tear up, that's another nervous system release. That's like a whole other system in your body that you're able to relax. And, you know, tears are a release as well. We know that just from crying, but when you can really get in there and get a good yawn and and get some tears going, it's like a whole other level. And it releases so much stuff so quickly. But yeah, it's, it sounds kind of funny, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's pretty fabulous.
0: Yeah. I don't think I've ever, you know, cried while I've yawned before, or maybe I have, like, I guess when I think when I'm super tired, like Mm -hmm. I think my eyes do that sometimes. Is that something that you find as well? Like the more tired and fatigued you are, the more that that happens.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And also when you're taking in a lot of information. So, you know, in school a lot of the times, yeah, I'm, you know, people get tired, but it's also because you're just taking in so much information your body can't really process it, your mind can't process it and your this is your body's way of kind of releasing it and so you're able to consume more. So, if you see somebody yawning, don't get offended by it. <laughs> They're actually trying to take in more of what you're trying to say to them rather than like this idea that we have that They're, you know, bored or whatnot. That's like, couldn't be farther from the truth.
0: Oh, I love that. That's such a good approach. Mm -hmm. So, I find a lot of people tend to almost not feel their feelings and kind of suppress them over time and ignore them and pretend they're not there, or like maybe they grew up and they don't know how to express them. I like, I see it a lot in like my male friends and family, especially. So, I mean, like breathing is fantastic for that, but is there anything else as well you can do daily to kind of push through that, but that doesn't feel like it's a big, like emotional thing for them to do?
1: So there's a, a lot here. I mean, emotions, like you said, a lot of the times people stuff them down. They don't feel comfortable feeling them. You know, I think it's just starting to create a little bit of awareness around mm. feelings in general, you know, since you brought up men, because men particularly have been taught like boys don't cry, you know, be tough, da, 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 you know, all the chauvinistic things that were taught in the modern world. But I. I think really just bringing a certain level of awareness to feelings, because I'm going to talk about anger a little bit. That's the one feeling that for whatever reason, it's acceptable for men to feel, right? It's like, it's, it's acceptable for you to be angry. It's then on the same <laughs> other side, it's like unacceptable for women to be angry. So, you know, is just interesting. First of all, the whole paradox in, in our world, but anger is a really, really powerful, powerful emotion. So I would say, you know, and it's so obvious, you know, it's like if we can look at, okay, I'm I'm feeling angry, there's power in that, what's underneath that, you know, and that's really, really scary for people. But if you can slow down enough, if you're having a big reaction or if you're having no reaction, that's usually an indicator that you're, you know, a simple that you're suppressing a feeling so if you can slow down enough and again it's just going back to that same very simple thing that we talked about earlier of just asking your body like what feeling am I even having and it'll be really surprising you know different feelings that can come up you know it could be it could be sadness it could be hurt it could be hopelessness it could be all of these different things but just slowing down enough and getting comfortable so adding part of your daily practice just becoming more fluent in this language you know becoming fluent in the language of Emotion because they all do speak different things to us, but we have so many ideas and beliefs around what emotions even mean it's it's amazing because we all experience things like self-pity or shame or blame or you know hopelessness or despair but we don't really talk about these things because they make us super uncomfortable especially things like self-pity you know like we've all been there but you are not allowed to express that you're feeling there you can be angry before you can be experiencing self-pity and that just creates more shame so I think really just slow down enough and even making this step to okay I'm gonna become fluent in this language because this is a universal language and when I understand this language then I can relate to other people better so just slowing down and kind of looking at my reaction what's my reaction to this person's feeling and this emotion that they're having and what does that mean you know it I guess with emotion at least in the beginning with any language you're learning you have to kind of slow down and really tune into it and tune into it and listen to it and asking, what do I need? What do I need? What do I need? And recognizing if I'm not feeling anything, then that means that I'm stuffing down something. So a technique that I personally like to use is when I'm experiencing some kind of illness, I've I believe that it's usually because there's an emotion that triggered it in the very, very beginning that I stuffed down or I didn't feel comfortable with it at the time and it eventually manifested into some kind of illness, you know, and like I said earlier, uh, that can simply be that I have this toxic emotion inside of me. So then I therefore created a toxic relationship where I reached out for toxic foods because I don't feel like I'm deserving of, of you know, living he- a healthy, happy life, but really just taking the time to slow down and ask myself, okay, what is this illness really about, you know, and, and allowing yourself to be an investigator about it. And hopefully it doesn't have to get to the point of being sick, but trying to shift the paradigm within you around, you know, illness is actually a cure. It's a cure because it's, it's, you know, trying to show us something that we need to look at. So, you know, I think there's tons of like little hacks you can do as far as looking at these emotions, but I think just releasing them, even if you're not familiar with what it is, just going, okay, like in my morning time, I'm going to try to ask myself what feeling I'm having. Maybe I don't even know what feeling I'm having. In the end of the day, at the very end of the day, I don't necessarily know, I can try to listen to my body on what emotions came up throughout the day that I didn't deal with. But what I can do is I can create an intention that I'm going to release this energy, whatever it is, and I'm going to do that by shaking, or I'm going to do that by turning on some dance music, and I'm going to dance it out of me, or I'm going to yawn, or I'm going to cry, or whatever I need to do to literally physically get it out of my body. So there's lots of like little hacks without having to totally understand what the emotion is. You know, You don't have to be completely fluent in it to be able to to release it but just having that intention there that okay I have something inside of me I need to let go of and it's just really fun to dance anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think the first step is creating time and space to let that emotion come up like you mm-hmm. like you said and then I think that there are like physical hacks that you can do that can help release it even just like journaling, right? Like just writing it down. People do like gratitude journals or like daily journals or nighttime journals or all these different things I think is very helpful or like dancing or sports actually works really well for a lot of people just to like get the blood flowing and get the body moving or like daily walks. But I do think you need the mind part of it in order to connect everything together.
1: It's helpful. You know, it's a, it's, the guide. It's And I think a good place to start, like you were saying, is, you know, I'm going to go do some sports. I'm going to get my blood pumping. I'm going to get this going. Maybe I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm going to set the intention that I'm creating awareness that there is something going on here that perhaps I'm not really able to look at or I haven't been able to deal with. And as I continue to release all of these things and I get myself in a better state, I'll be able to deal with them. You know, oh, I was going to say, going back to anger earlier, it's a really strong emotion and it's something that is so obvious that it's a a great one to start with because there's a lot of power in it you know like we might not even recognize when we're sad or when we're numbing ourselves out or you know like maybe it's too scary to to Openly admit that I'm feeling hopeless or hurt or vulnerable or whatnot like those are scary emotions It takes a lot of courage to be able to get to those but anger is really obvious so, you know, like you talked about journaling It's an incredible emotion to work with because you can go, okay, I'm feeling angry. I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna grab a pen and paper and I'm gonna journal this out and I'm going to just let myself be angry and write these awful, horrible things. I'm gonna make a commitment to rip it up when I'm done. I'm going to write everything out that I'm angry about and by the end of that paper, you get to what's really under that. You really, really do. And you can do that in meditation too. You can go in and beat everybody up in meditation, which I know sounds kind of funny, But you can beat everybody up in meditation and you'll eventually get to that feeling that's underneath it So anger is a super fun one I think to work with because it's it's a guide really And especially for men they're allowed to be angry, you know, so it's like, okay Like that's something I can start with.
0: Yeah, I think journaling is great because it's so private and a lot of people Have or tend to think like oh I have these thoughts and feelings that are like inappropriate for me to say out loud or I have no one to talk to. And if I say them then I'll be judged or I won't be accepted by my family or my friends. So journaling is great because like you said, like you can just write it out and rip it up and then feel that sense of release. And anger is very strong. Like and it can brew for so long and then it just comes out like when when something small happens and you explode, like we've all been there. So I think like a daily release practice, I guess, of like that emotion would be helpful for a lot of, a lot of people. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's amazing too, because, you know, I mean, you can start first with, okay, I'm going to, in every morning, I'm going to work with finding an emotion that I'm feeling and I'm going to release it. And then as you get more practiced and comfortable with that, you know, when you have maybe five minutes, which it doesn't take that long or even three minutes. Okay, when do I remember having this emotion before in my life, you know, that I wasn't able to express it? And it's amazing what your unconscious, subconscious mind will will show you or bring you to. You'll you'll remember these things vividly and you can work to release it then, you know, this old stuff. And so it doesn't manifest into some kind of illness because you haven't dealt with it. So that's a little bit more, you know, advanced over time, but just something to kind of look forward to. You know, I'm going to do this for a few months. I'm going to get used to what that feels like. And in the future, I'm going to expand it a little bit further.
0: Yeah, exactly. So in the acting world, do you see people practicing this type of release or meditating before they get on stage or on the scene? Like, do you see it at all?
1: You know, it's interesting you ask that. I believe that actors in general, you know, acting is kind of the study of human emotion. You know, I think it's part of what's made me so fluent, I guess, in emotion, because I've had to tap into all of these different elements and layers and realms within it. So I do believe that acting in general is kind of like a release it's an emotional release you know you're a lot of the times when actors first start they're like oh my gosh this is like therapy because you're giving yourself permission through the taking on a a role and playing a character of someone else to release all of this old stuff which can actually become a little bit damaging over time in my opinion but Yes, I think in general, people are using it as an as an emotional release. You know, I know for sure there has been times where I have had some crazy shit going on in my life and I'm like, I can't go on stage right now or go in front of a camera right now. And it's like, no, just use it, you know, use it to... And, and it works. It's a way to release the emotion just by acting. So, you know, that's another quick hack that I, you know, tell people it just pretend like you're playing a role, you know what I mean? If it doesn't feel comfortable for you to, to release it, put on a, a top hat and a mustache, <laughs> you know, maybe in your imagination or whatever, but like use that as a, as a way to channel that energy out of yourself because it, it makes it a little bit more fun. But I don't know if I necessarily see people, doing like what I'm talking about maybe intentionally, but I think that it's it's something that happens within the, the acting world that maybe people aren't even aware that they're doing or using it for.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see how acting would be a very expressive thing to do. <laughs> so that's great. That's great that you have that outlet. So are there hacks that you do on the daily basis or a weekly basis that are promoting optimal health and optimal consciousness like you talk about?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's so many things I think that I've dedicated my life I have two children. They're basically like only children because I have a two-year-old and a 12-year-old. So they're so far apart in age that it's two different worlds, but I'm having to 100% be on all the time. So I'm constantly looking for you know, different hacks to be able to move through things faster. There's a, a lot of really amazing techniques that people can use. There's something called the emotional freedom technique that people can look up. It's It's pretty remarkable. It's kind of a little bit similar to what we're talking about but it's just a very quick thing where you basically are touching certain parts of the head and working with like something that you're needing to let go of. There are, and I'll actually, I'll share a few. I, I, in one of the careers that I've had, which has been very, I've had a very multidimensional career throughout my life. First, you know, as kind of a broke actor, you kind of have to find lots of different things to do to be able to pay the bills. So, you know, before you start landing any jobs. So one of the things that I did was I was a massage therapist. And so there's so many points on the body that you can you can touch that are able to really guide you into releasing either emotions or just changing your state of mind or inducing some kind of relaxation. So one of my favorites is actually the the end of the tailbone. If you just put your finger right on the end of your tailbone and you push, you know, like maybe two fingers and just push down the very end of your sacrum and you hold it there, it will literally put your body into a parasympathetic state where you just calm down. So if you're feeling anxiety or you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, you just place your hand there on the end of your sacrum with a a light amount of pressure. And again, this is something that takes, you know, 30 seconds, but you can do it for like a few minutes. The longer you do it, the more relaxed you're going to be. It's really, really helpful. There's also another point, or actually I'll give you two more points that you can work with. One is the right under the occiput bone. So you can just touch that. A lot of you know mystics will say that that is where the soul enters the body. Now that's up to interpretation, but for whoever is listening, but it is a amazing point on the body to, again, induce a sense of relaxation and calmness to be able to release some anxiety and and really perform at higher levels because you're not having any kind of jitteriness in, in your body. Another point you can touch on your body is the fontanelle, which is basically when you're a baby where your soft spot was. You can touch on the top of your head there and breathe. And that's another space that, you know, it will calm you down, induce a relaxation. But more than that, it's so you're able to move more and move faster and have a higher level of, of peak performance and greater health. So those are a few little quick techniques, hacks that people can use to be able to, you know, a lot of times we're like trying to do way too many things and we get so, so busy. And so we're not able to do any of them really good. And when we take just 30 seconds, one minute to slow down, touch one of those spots in your body and breathe, you're able to then come back and be able to have a a clear head and be able to function at a higher capacity.
0: Yeah, definitely. So is the technique that you're talking about similar or in the same category as like the tapping that people Mm -hmm. do? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. So the tapping is actually amazing. I usually do. I take like two fingers on both hands. And I'll tap like around my eye socket and like, I don't know what the, all the fancy terms are called, but, and like the temples. And when I'm stressed, like breathing with tapping there is amazing. It's like so calming.
1: It is so amazing. It is so good, especially right there. That's one of my favorite places right there yeah. below on my face, you know, is it, it, you hold a lot of tension there, but it really opens up the sinuses is what it does. And so it allows you to breathe. I mean, it all comes back to the breath, you know, the Hawaiians say like the westernized countries, have, we're all dead because we don't breathe because, you know, our we hold our breath, we get stressed. Like if you look at a, a baby when they're first born, they breathe with their bellies, right? And we... As adults, don't do that. Like women, were taught to suck in your your belly and to be skinny and to do this, and you know, and and so again with digestion. You know, I know you've you've had digestive stuff. I've had digestive stuff. When we actually breathe into our bellies, that's when we can have real freedom from any kind of illness. And so, when you're tapping your face like that, it's opening up all of your sinuses and and allowing you to breathe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what's interesting about it is when i start doing it the rhythm that i tap cuz like you don't think about the rhythm right so you're just tapping but then when you calm down you actually your tapping slows down so it's now that i understand it it's very interesting when i start because of like how fast i'm going i realize like how stressed out i am <laughs> but by the end i'm tapping so slowly and calm and i'm like okay cool like i've definitely calmed down now this is this is great Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's amazing. And it's just such a quick hack. I mean, all of these are just such quick hacks and they don't take long. You don't have to go to years and years of therapy. I mean, that's why I like the, you know, the emotional uh, releasing emotions quickly, because it's like, all right, I can, I can do this quickly without having to rehash the story a gazillion times and re-traumatize myself, you know?
0: Yeah. And I also think it's such a key point. You talked about like breathing out, like I've been, quote unquote, sucking in my stomach since I was, I don't even know, like a preteen or like younger, right? Just because that's kind of like what you're taught. That's what you see on like social media or like in magazines back then. And then like when you actually just release it and let it go, it feels so good, but it's just so unnormal now. So I don't know, it's weird or abnormal, I guess.
1: Yeah. yeah, So when you breathe, do you breathe with your belly? Do you notice or do you breathe with your lungs or do you breathe with your, like, what do you notice when you breathe?
0: I try and breathe with my belly as much as I can and like, let it go. But there's definitely times when that doesn't happen, you know, yeah. when I'm walking around or stressed or working or, or exercising and it, like, there's just different things when there's just more tension there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it really does have to be a conscious thing, which is so funny because it's supposed to be this natural thing, mm-hmm. but it, it really is. It has to be a conscious effort. But the more we breathe with our bellies, you know, it's funny because I teach classes on this for people and a lot of times they'll get really dizzy. They're like, oh my God, like I get anxiety because they feel like they're not getting breath or whatever. And I'm like, no, that is your brain thanking you <laughs> for actually giving it oxygen because you're not, you haven't been able to do that when you're not breathing with your belly and inhaling and having your belly extend out you know it's it's amazing if i think anybody can you know wants to do Anything with biohacking, you know, that's the best place to start is, is just breathing with your belly. Because it, it does, it takes a lot of conscious effort, even for somebody like you who has dedicated so much of your life to, you know, a higher performance and, and health and biohacking. It's like,
0: even, even you are like, I don't always do it. <laughs> so, no, I forget because it's natural for me to not breathe like that and to suck in my stomach and have it tense because I've been doing it for so long. And I think it's like that with, like you said, like most females, I'm not sure with men, but like most females, right? And it's also the clothing you wear as well can be very like tight and restrictive, like yoga pants or jeans or whatever. So you're kind of taught to keep it all inside.
1: <laughs> I know. <It's laughs> but that is really what I think creates all these kinds of health issues, really. And yeah. I guess stuff and all of it so it's it's amazing so yeah yawning big deep breaths you know like just opening up the lungs tapping the sinuses all of these things that are going to help you breathe is is just amazing you know drinking water that will help you breathe that's like a trick my dad taught me when I was younger, and I'd be flipping out as a teenager. You know, he'd be like, "Okay, here you go, Janelle," and he'd give me some water, and I hated him for it. But what it did was it just made me breathe.
0: You know, yeah. <laughs> it made me down and breathe. Yeah, it it definitely helps calm down the emotions. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. done the same thing, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Like, I feel like we talked about so much with consciousness and emotion hacking that is so new, and people really have no idea how to do that or how to get started. So I really appreciate you just like breaking that down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Thank you so much for having me. I live for this kind of stuff. So,
0: <laughs> Oh, good. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. So I hope you learned a lot from that episode. It was so great chatting with Chanel. She's just so experienced with this sort of thing and just so funny and down to earth and really, really easy to talk to and genuine about health and biohacking and consciousness hacks. Everything we chatted about today is linked in the show notes. You can find them there. And of course, I am biohacking Brittany everywhere online. Let me know what you think of the show. You can leave an iTunes review or you can send me a message on Instagram or if you have just like questions about health in general. I have quite a lot of experience at this point with healing different issues that I've had and I end up sharing how I healed a lot through social media. People find it very helpful. A lot to do with like gut health issues, hormones, just different things like that. So let me know. I'm here to help.